0: Welcome to another episode of Double Thought Dimension. I'm your host, Derek. Today is another episode on Memorial Day type of topic. Today I'm going to be talking about a friend that I've lost. This loss happened when I was 16. Um, It still affects me to this day. And for me, I kind of just... uh, don't really put much stock into these experiences I just uh it's just another day I never really thought of it Um, but then when I relate these stories they have a heavy impact on the listener apparently so I thought I would go over another story another impact and just let everyone know and see how it goes Um, the intro, so the intro song, uh, it's a band called Tragedy, they're, I'm not sure you'd call them officially a punk band, but not really a mainstream in any way, you know, it's like a underground squatter type music, kind of. Um, I first heard of this band from a friend who I met, uh, he came to Albuquerque seemed kind of at random just suddenly he was there uh didn't really know him that good but we became friends and um he introduced me to that band so that's why i played uh, that song in the intro the band is called tragedy and i picked that song because this whole story that i'm going to relate is a tragedy and The sad part about it is it's not a unique story. This story has happened a million times over. Um, It just goes unreported, unnoticed, and just shoved under under the rug. So I thought I would just share this story so that maybe others can relate or just know that there's certain things out there in life that Um, you know, I don't know, there's a, a lot of people are coming from a traumatic experience and you never really know who, uh, might be the person that is, has a traumatic experience. So it might be helpful in life to maybe just treat everyone that you meet, um, positively if you can <laughs> because you never know how that person has experienced life anyway uh so I'm not sure how to set the stage exactly I'm 16 years old I have moved out already at this point I'm a young punk rocker I live in a fourplex uh, apartment with two other friends uh I still go to school, um, I'm in high school, I go to school but I live on my own uh, and I have a job. I'm a busboy so I <laughs> I actually worked at a fancy restaurant in Old Town, uh, Albuquerque, um, so I would pick up the uh, waters and drinks. And the plates from the table and uh, set the new tables. You know, a busboy. That was my first job. So during this experience, uh, 16, I I live on my own with a couple of my friends. And I'm a busboy working in Old Town. Uh, But at night, um, I'm a punk rocker. Um, Just drinking, partying hanging out with people who are way older than me and way more uh, into certain things that I wasn't really into that later I found out um, was prevalent, but I luckily just never got into it. Uh, One of those things being heroin and other hard drugs. Uh, I don't really know exactly how this story started and, and led to what happened. But to me, it was like a a regular day. Um, We're drinking, hanging out at my apartment. Uh, I'm not really sure who's with me. A few of my friends, all around my same age. And we're just drinking, smoking cigarettes. And somehow it comes to, uh, let's go drink at another house, which wasn't that far from where I live. Uh, At that time, we decided to drive down there, I think, in my Dodge Colt, which was a piece of shit at the time. Um, I had to use a coat hanger to keep the hood from flying up, and actually, the hood had flown up on me while I was driving on the freeway two times. (laughs) Um, That's another story, but... This car that I had, it was a hatchback. It was gold Dodge Colt hatchback, and it, uh, I needed a hanger to keep the hood from flying up on the freeway, and I believe this also had a dash tray. Um, that was kind of my thing at that time, gluing an ashtray to my dash, and then just opening the windows on the freeway and letting all the ashes fly out. Um... So, yeah, we're drinking at my house. Uh, I don't even know if it was a weekend. It might have just been a weekday. I can't really remember. But we decided to go party a little bit more. And uh, not far from where I lived was another friend of mine. He was quite a bit older than me. And he was a lead singer of a band. Um, Later on, I found out that... uh, he was actually in a Scientology cult and had escaped his family and was living on his own in Albuquerque uh, because he had basically been abandoned by his family and was uh, had ran away from a Scientology cult in the middle of um, the woods in New Mexico. I did not know this at this time. We were just friends and he was a crazy punk rocker. Um, and we were friends. So, uh, anyway, we decided to go to his house, um, which was, it was always crazy over there because, um, there was lots of drinking, partying, doing drugs, you name it type of situation. Um, so I like to go over there and drink and have fun. So we decided to go over there and... It's kind of a typical situation, you know. Uh, at that time, I would always go over there and hang out, and uh, I think we were drinking um, tin high, a type of cheap whiskey. Um, I I smoked Pall Mall unfilters at the time, and just beer. We always drank Coors Extra Gold or PBR or Schlitz. I'm not sure what we were drinking that particular evening, evening, but I know that we were drinking 10 high for sure at one point. But uh, it was kind of a regular evening, just hanging out, getting wasted. That that was really my thing. Um, I was a punk rocker, and for some reason, that was just the lifestyle. Just uh, go out, get fucked up, um, cause some sort of violence or who knows what around town and then sleep it off do it again uh, the only difference for me was though that I was way younger and I was still in school and I had a job which that was um I was kind of one of the few that uh, had a job and tried to do the right thing at least at times so Um, yeah, we're at this party, just hanging out, getting wasted, and that's when my friend shows up. Um, he is a local punk rocker also, but he came from another area. Uh, he's kind of like a squatter. So, a squatter is someone who has no home, and typically they choose not to have a house. Um, they shun society and live a vagabond, um, nomadic lifestyle, traveling around the country, um, living in tents, living under bridges, living in squat houses. Um, it's a whole subculture that is not really... I mean, it's more known about now, but at that time... Um, it wasn't def it definitely wasn't um like the cool thing to do, that's for sure. Uh I mean we were heavily hated, um, by the police and uh just the regular citizens. Um but that's kind of the thing. That that was the thing of it. We didn't want to be a part of society or the system or blah blah blah. Um but anyway, my friend shows up, and uh, the unique thing about my friend was um, he was black. So in the punk rock community, um, there it's quite diverse, actually. Um, anyone can be a punk rocker. Poor, rich, black, white, Mexican, Asian. It makes no difference. Um, trans. Um, it was kind of like the original, like, uh, I'm not sure how to describe it. Like nowadays you see all these people with like a Antifa and all this nonsense. Um, at that time, it was kind of similar to that, I guess. Um, a lot of people were like left-leaning. Um, but it was mostly just complete outcasts of, from society. They could not um, function. In society. They were alcoholics, drug addicts. Virtually every one of them came from a traumatic uh, childhood or some sort of traumatic situation that led them into that lifestyle. And my friend uh, who I'm talking about today, he was no different. He had been living on the streets, I think, since he was like 11, 10 or 11 years old, uh, traveling around the country ever since then. And around at this time, I believe he was only 19 years old. So to me at that time, he was kind of like an older mentor, almost kind of, Uh, even though he was 19, he was uh, had a lot of experience and wisdom that, um, you know, you can only learn from being in very adverse situations. So he was uh, he was an interesting character, to say the least. And uh, the fact that he was black kind of highlighted it, I guess, because lots of um, people in the punk rock community, um, you know, even in New Mexico, it's majority white, I guess, but in New Mexico, it's kind of like split, I would say. Maybe 70% Mexican, 20% white, and then the rest mixed, whatever. But, um, there was v- not very many black, um, punk rockers, that's for sure. Um, uh, he, he was one of them. But, uh, his thing was that he was known for drinking and getting super fucked up. He, uh, he had he seemed to have like no limit to the amount that he could drink he could drink like a 100 beers and drink multiple bottles of whiskey but he would always pass out and like black out and just um fall asleep and then people would uh you know ride on him or whatever you know the classic story you know don't pass out with your boots on situation um but in this scenario He showed up to the party with a girl that he had just recently been dating for not that long. And I really don't know the situation that much because I was not a part of the drug uh, portion of this scenario. So I wasn't doing drugs at this time uh, other than just regular drugs like weed and uh, shrooms and um, acid and, you know, but not hard drugs. And he was there. He showed up there with his girlfriend that he had just recently acquired. And other people had said that she was kind of like a bad influence or something. But now I know what that really meant was that she was a drug addict. And she was having a negative influence on my friend. Um, But when the party was going on, It was just like a normal party. Just um, everyone was getting wasted. Passing around the bottle of uh, Tin High. Smoking cigarettes. I can't remember if this is the same time or not. It's kind of hard to remember with all the drinking and everything. But one of the times I met these people and they were really into photography. I think this may have been that same night. But I was quite wasted. And these people that were there had a nice camera and they were taking a bunch of like still photographs of me and a few other people, like just everyone at the party, random, you know, like smoking cigarettes and trying to get like a good, perfect still photo of uh, blowing out the smoke while you're, you know, taking a drag and then trying to get a good photo of a blowing the smoke out. And um, while we were just sitting there and my friend was sitting right next to me, and he was fucked up, uh, which was normal. I was also wasted and uh, I think this was probably the last thing he ever said, possibly i I don't know I, I, my memory is that he because uh, I was sitting on like a futon and he was sitting directly next to me, and he was like, "Hey." Derek, hey, man, let me bum a cigarette. So I give him a cigarette, and um, I think I didn't have my unfiltered. I think I had, like, a USA Gold or something cheaper. So I gave him a cigarette, and um, he took forever to light it. Like, he was, like, struggling to light it. and But I wasn't really paying attention. And then I realized that he finally got it lit, but he, you know, the classic thing when you're too fucked up is, uh, he lit it filter first. So he's smoking it backwards. So I, like, I think I try to tell him, like, oh man, he, it's backwards. Um, but he was, like, too fucked up to realize it. So then he just, like, kind of slumps forward and kind of, like, passes out. And, That was it, like, oh, he's too fucked up, so he passed out. So, time goes by, we're just drinking, you know, it's like, oh, well, he's passed out, that's it, and uh, after, it it may have been a couple hours, or I'm not sure how long, but finally, somebody is like, hey, man, uh, like, wake up. What's going on? Like, his his cigarette had burned down. And it was just... It fell out of his mouth. So, someone was like, Oh, man, wake him up. So, I uh, pushed him. Like, hey, wake up. And then he just, like, fell backwards onto the bed. And this is one thing I won't forget. Is that there was a sound. Like a... Like a liquidy sound coming from his lungs um, when he tipped backwards and it was like a sad not sad but like a like a raspy sound like a like there was liquid in his lungs kind of I guess and when I did that and pushed him back like that I kind of just I had this feeling like I knew like oh shit um this isn't good so when that happened uh lots of people started to like realize like oh shit i think he's fucked up like we gotta wake him up so everyone suddenly like started to try to wake him up like every which way you can think of like put ice down his pants um stand him up uh water and pour water in his face uh, all kinds of different tactics, but he's just not waking up and after a quite a bit of time um everyone kind of comes to the conclusion that he is dead and he has been dead for I'm not sure how long multiple hours possibly and that was it I mean um, everyone just figured out I think he's dead and we try to figure out what happened and um, everyone starts freaking out you know because there's me and a few other people who are teenagers uh, but the majority of the people there that are left are older like over 21 and a lot of the people there happen to have warrants and different types of things you know because we're living kind of a crazy lifestyle so a lot of the people there are also living that lifestyle so at some point it's determined that he has died and we don't know no one really knows what to do And it's kind of a blur, honestly. I can't really remember exactly what happened, but uh, someone ends up calling 911 and everyone gets the fuck out of there. And uh, I think a few people help him get out of the house and uh, just drag him out onto the curb. And everyone just leaves and runs uh, to get away before the police and paramedics come because everyone is freaked out that we're going to be arrested or who knows what because people probably have drugs and Andre's drinking the whole shebang. So we run away in the night to the Waffle House, who which is still open. And, um, it's really fucked up, honestly. We just go to the Waffle House and eat some food and hide, actually, and then go back to my apartment, me and a couple people, the teenagers that were there, we go back to my apartment and, uh. We find a bottle of uh, Southern Comfort in the freezer, and then we have a few shots of that, and it was just, um, really fucked up, and such a tragedy that, um, he had to lose his life, um... From something that is just so preventable, and no one recognized that that was what was going on. And just, it's just such a shame. And I have carried that, um, you know, the whole thing with me throughout my life. And it's such a needless tragedy that I just feel like I should share it with others so that, um, you know, it's not... This has happened so many times, but people oftentimes don't really share these stories because they're just too fucked up and just kind of want to forget about everything that happened. But that's really not positive. That's negative. It's going to be only leading to negativity so um, sharing the story will lead to positivity I think and hopefully release something so yeah I just wanted to share that story and let um, the memory live on because even though it's been many uh, you know it's been 15 years at least and So many times throughout the year, I'm reminded of uh, my friend and that time and what happened and the times before that and um, just the craziness that was that uh, piece of time. And I hope that everyone else who was there also can um, just hopefully move on and uh, just try to do the best that we can. Um, Yeah, it's fucked up. Um, I wish that uh, other people will um, hear the story and take it as a cautionary tale, you know, You don't have to do drugs and get all fucked up all the time to be cool or to be accepted, you know. Um, Life goes on, uh, that's for sure. And one thing's for sure, I want to say this. Um, Those times are crazy and horrible things have happened. And however... All those crazy things have utterly prepared me for this current state of the world. And, uh, you know, (laughs) we live in a crazy world, that's for sure, right now. But um, crazier things have happened, and uh, many people have experienced many more tragic and horrible things in life um so you know there's no need to get down or think about the past too much and regret just uh everything has worked out the way it's supposed to work out and uh we're still making it so yeah that's my story of my friend um and the song Uh, Also, I wanted to give a quick uh, comical anecdote. Um, He was black, my friend, who OD'd. And he was quite the character. And at this time in Albuquerque, um, it was a crazy time. Way before cancel culture or any of this PC bullshit. And uh, during the live set of uh, one of the other bands that we played with, he would he would go up on stage and sing um, the screwdriver song, White Power, as a joke because he was black. So it was like a comical um, thing, you know. And it wasn't uh, denigrating or racist or anything like that. It was just funny. And I'm glad that I was a part of that scene and that, and that time where that could still happen without people crying or complaining. So I wanted to play a portion of that song um just because it, every time I hear that every time I hear this song um I I'm reminded of uh, my friend singing this song live um being black <laughs> when the song is called white power. It's just it's funny to me and I think to others i it, going to let go I think I'm the white Okay, well, um, yeah, if you can picture my friend uh, singing that song at a punk rock concert in Albuquerque, New Mexico, with a bunch of multi-racial, extremely diverse crowd, and no one crying, no one complaining, everyone just laughing and having a good time thinking about how ironic it was and funny um and not getting offended at a bunch of bullshit uh so i just wanted to say um you know here's to here's to him uh never forget um i'm not the only one who will never forget uh thank you for introducing me to the band tragedy and a few other bands and i hope that You have found your way, and I'm sure we'll meet again. Uh, Thanks again uh, to all the listeners out there. Uh, You can find our podcast um, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, RSS, pretty much any podcast player, doublethoughtdimension.com. If you feel you've received any value from this podcast, feel free to send a monetary donation or an email or mental positive energy anything is fine Um, you can reach out at dt uh, dimension at protonmail.com and yeah that's about it thank you for listening and i hope you have a nice day